The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Unbelievably, year number 39 for the fifth quarter. And for, I think, the fifth year now, we are at the brand new, newly renovated Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way. I tell you, it's amazing. Ah, yeah, it looks great. Jerry went out and hired Chip and Joanna for a weekend. They got in here and tore the place apart. <laughs> Look at it now. It's fantastic. And fixer upper indeed. Welcome back, my co host for now his seventh season uh, right next door, Matt C. Hello, 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 hello. Yes, so. How are you? So you've been doing this now for your 39th season. Yes. What's been your favorite season? My favorite season? I don't know if it was necessarily the Super Bowl seasons, but, you know, certainly. Back in the early, early days, when we first took this thing on the road, we did the show from the likes of uh, a Hardy's restaurant in those little swivel chairs, literally. An in, an actu- in an actual fast food yes, restaurant. Yes, we did it from an all-car automotive store in the spark plug aisle one week. <laughs> but, I did, mean, you, did you get paid in 5W30? Yes. Awesome. Well, yeah. 10W, but it's all right. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what kind of vehicles he had Those were the road traveling days, to tell you the truth. I really liked 95 because that was like the third year in a row they went to Dallas and lost in the playoff game. And those guys were so tired of it that I just knew that I just knew in year five with Holmgren and Favre that it was going to happen. And it did. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And quite honestly, they're all fun. They really right, are. This right. is uh, this is the one thing I think I uh, enjoy doing more than any other on my job. And it, it is great to be back. And we really appreciate Jerry Watson for having us back. So if you see Jerry tonight, slap him on the shoulder and say, well done on the rehab. This is awesome. And we got a lot of ground to cover tonight. Obviously, training camp underway, a preseason game in the books. And we've got El Presidente. Mark Murphy as our leadoff guest once again this season. Really looking forward to a conversation with the president of the Green Bay Packers. So, away and we, have, we go. And we have our number one screaming fan back, Chuck. Yes, Chuck is back <laughs> with a mouthful. In what? fact, a lot of familiar faces are back. And it's great to see you all. I hope you had a great offseason. I know it wasn't the finest of off-seasons, but we'll get to that in a minute as well. But yeah. uh, we're off and rolling here in 2018. Anyone listening on the radio, anytime you hear a woo-hoo, that is Chuck. That is right. famous so Chuck you know. here. And we have plenty of room for you, obviously. Great sight lines again this awesome. year from the view. Awesome. This is tremendous. And we got great reasons for you to come on down because our sponsors, again, have come through Diamonds and Gold with a great jewelry store over at Bellevue. And, of course, Robinson's is back. Uh, and they're going to have stuff to give away. Our Hot and Cold Play is back tonight. We're going to start right out of the gate with that. And we're also going to be giving away tickets to Packer home games from our friends at Robinson's all season long, including... A pair to the Steel Curtain. Super Bowl 45 rematch coming up Thursday night. Won't look nearly the same, but it's the Steelers. And not the quite the same. Not uh, quite yeah, the same. Yeah. Not quite the yeah. same. So, uh, glad to have you with us. And as we start most shows, as you know the drill, we kind of take you back to the most recent game. We'll get you into the locker room, talk about the performance. And it is preseason and it is training camp, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. But it was fun. <laughs> Thursday night at Lambeau, a 31-17 victory over the Tennessee Titans. And... We'll go to the locker room right away to hear what they had to say, beginning with head coach Mike McCarthy. And he says the first one wasn't a bad one. Felt that was a good start for a football team. Uh, really what we wanted to accomplish tonight as a team was establishing you know, our play style. And, and secondly, was just try to create as many opportunities as we possibly could for our players. It was important for everybody to play in the game tonight. Uh, so we, we accomplished that. 
they accomplished that, although 18 didn't play, right. including 12 starters for a variety of reasons. Which Rest is not unusual. No. Or, no, it is not unusual for the first one. But Brett Hundley opened at quarterback, and he engineered a touchdown drive on his first possession that tied the game at seven. And it was Jamal Williams who put on the fancy breaks with the sideline catch that resulted in the eight-yard score. Most of the time, usually Jamal would have just went outside and just hit the, try to hit the sideline, get bounced out of bounds. But this is something new to me going back inside. I didn't think he was thinking how to go back inside either. So it was just a great play, honestly, just a great moment. It was a good moment for Jamal, and he's underrated in the pass receiving department, the leading rusher for the Packers coming back this year. Are we nicknaming him Sweet Feet yet? Not quite. No. Not quite. That was a nice move. But it was a nice move. That was move. fun to see. Yeah, it was. Deshaun Kaiser made his Packer debut last Thursday night, acquired from the Cleveland Browns for Demarius Randall, had a couple of long drives while at the helm, made a few more plays with his feet than he really wanted to, though. Yeah, you know, it was a, a situation in which, you know, I, I would like to stay in the pocket a little more and, and, you know, prove that I can get through the reads. But, um, you know, at times you got to get out. Uh, you know, may, maybe I'm feeling ghosts. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm, uh, you know, getting out a little too soon. Um, but for the most part, it's about, you know, stringing together positive plays and keeping the ball out of harm's way and uh, sometimes keeping the ball in my own hands and, you know, using my feet is the best thing for us. If you got to get it done, no matter how you get it done, you get it done. And that was Deshaun's modus operandi in his two drives, which uh, resulted in a touchdown from uh, backup running back Joel Boanian that uh, built the lead for the pack. Kaiser's biggest play was that second and 30 conversion. It covered 51 yards to rookie Marquez Valdez Scantling, one of the three drafted wide receivers. MVS wound up with five catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. I feel great. You know, great experience. First NFL game. Um, it was a great experience for me to go out there and show what I can do. He did plenty. He was impressive. You got Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Equiminius, St. Brown. And Jamon Moore, your three draft choices. I think the best-named wide receiving core in the NFL. Uh, there's certainly colorful handles, that's for sure. That 15-yard touchdown pass was really a nice grab in traffic. And it was delivered by the rookie free agent quarterback, Tim Boyle. And it was the first of two on the night for this kid. It's, it's a two-way street, you know. It's I throw I throw a ball, and you know the hard part is catching it. I mean, when there's a guy draped all over you, the hard part is catching the ball. So they make me look good, 100%. Jake didn't have to work too hard. For you, so. Jake had to Jake had to beat his guy, which is the hard part. The physical part. I mean, I, I put in a spot where kind of he had to catch it and, and just run after the catch. So ended up being a really good play for us. Really big play for him, and uh, made it 31-10 at the time. Jake Kubero. UW Whitewater has been the darling of training camp, and his 52-yard bomb to close out the scoring was a kind of a reaffirmation of all of his work in camp. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, it definitely worked out a lot in practice, and uh, you know, having a ball come right on the money like that makes it easy for me. Never broke stride. Good throw, good catch, yeah. good play. The defense. He's been, he's been really fun he's been to really, watch. Yeah, we do almost. We're almost joking at camp. At, you know, it's. How long does it take Kumro to make a play? Right. Uh, and, you know, it, he makes one every day. He really does. He's been something. Aaron Rodgers has called him out several times. Defense gave up the touchdown on the first drive, and they didn't give up another one until the last couple of minutes. But in between, kind of held their own. Vince Beagle recovered a fumble and said the unit carried out its work in camp to the game. We've been definitely getting after Coach McCarthy and Coach Penn have sent the tempo, you know, early in camp that we're going to be physical and that we're, we're going to play hard. So, you know, I think uh, as the preseason continues to get on, we'll kind of get in that in-season schedule. 
I think you'll start to see guys, you know, start having more of their pop back and, um, you know, start seeing some guys move around a little better. But overall, I thought it was good. That was good. First time out, Mike Patton played it very vanilla. Not going to show a whole lot right now, right. but we're seeing glimpses of it in training camp. We'll talk about the impact he may have on this team. Well, just what the boss wanted, getting off to a 1-0 start in the preseason. Mike McCarthy says the first of four was positive. You know, call it a stepping stone game where we, we had production, uh, we had positive things, we had things clearly we needed to do better. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was preseason game number one. But I, I thought the team got off to a, a good solid start. Very good start for the pack. Over the Titans, 31-17, and here comes the Steel Curtain on Thursday night for the annual Midwest Shrine game. There's your locker room story. And the Packers now, as I mentioned, didn't play 18 guys, 12 of them starters, uh, but they're getting healthier. David Bakhtiari, who missed the week after uh, spraining his ankle family night, back at practice. Brian Balaga's getting in team reps. Just about everybody back on the field today. The only guys who didn't practice were Kevin King, Trevor Davis, Lane Taylor, Jermaine Whitehead, Devontae Mays and Nick Perry are still on the pup list, so it's good. They're getting everybody back. A couple of weeks to go, and camp is flying by. There's only three public practices left and three games left. Is so there, six opportunities, really, to do something. Is there a position group or maybe one or two players that you are most excited about? The wide receiver, how that's going to shake out yeah. is awfully interesting. The secondary, how that's going to shake out. There's going to be some guys that have been on this team for a couple of years that might not be on this team because they drafted the top two again this year. Uh, and there's some young talent, I think, in that group. Uh, curious to see the quarterback battle, how that works out behind Aaron Rodgers. But do you really want my honest opinion on that? Yes. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Because Brett Hundley and Deshaun Kaiser aren't going to win you more than a handful of games. They're just you know. not. They're just not. What, well, then Tim Boyle for president. Well, then let's, let's start it now. Uh, you know, after the game, somebody came up to me and said, all right, let's put Rodgers on the block if we can't get right. the contract done and get Boyle in there right now, and the future begins anew with Has an Eastern Kentucky quarterback. Hashtag Boyle 2020. Yeah, why, why not? not? Why not? So, Give it to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about the tight ends. There you go. Yeah. How, how they're going to use Graham and Lewis if those guys can stay healthy. Jimmy made a catch today, a one-handed pirouette yeah. in the end zone uh, that was just ridiculous with a little defensive back trying to guard him. And if that's what we're going to see in the red zone, put Graham on your fantasy team right now. If those weapons are healthy and then some of these young guys who are 6'4", 6'5", stretch the field with speed, nothing but offensive options – and then it's going to come down to how that defense, again, shakes out for this team. Let's see how that shakes out. Not a whole lot. But the offense of, could be pretty scary this year. Could be pretty scary. Well, the last time Joe Philbin was here, it was the highest scoring, biggest nope. yardage offense in franchise history. And on this very day in 1919, it was the first what? ever mention of a football team in Green Bay. The Press Gazette talked about the formation of a town team that's going to bring in some of the finest from the region to play the Indians and the Packers. They used both nicknames in their very first story, which appeared today back in 1919. And, of course, we all know what's going on oh. across the street. They're celebrating that 100th anniversary big time. Also the first year you did the fifth quarter. Pretty cool. Not quite. Pretty Not cool. quite. Pretty I was cool. here for Curly's second year. You look good. That 21 you championship look good. season. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Funny, you look funny, good. Funny. We are live <laughs> statewide again this year. We welcome our listeners from Wausau and Sheboygan. We're being beamed live via the Internet on all of our Midwest community uh, communication websites, I believe, right? Yes. So uh, there's no reason not to come sure. out and say I don't hi. Know. Because yeah. every Monday night from here on out, we're going to be at The View, and you see 
for yourself what this place is all about. It's and they're awesome. going to have great specials, great deals. We are uh, really thrilled to be back. And when we come back, we'll be thrilled to bring on the man in charge of the organization up the street, Packer President Mark Murphy. We'll bat lead off when the fifth quarter returns right after this. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. <laughs> Are you saying something, Murph? Are you telling me something? Uh, no. Welcome back, everybody. Live from the Stadium View, opening night of year number 39 of the fifth quarter here on WTAQ and other fine Midwest communication stations. It is a pleasure to welcome our guest. He has, uh, he's been hitting leadoff for a couple of years now in his 11th season as president uh, of the uh, Green Bay Packers Incorporated. When this show started, he was a fourth-year kid out of Colgate, right? That's right. Uh, uh, just trying to make his way with the Washington Redskins at the time. But it's great to have back. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Mark Murphy with us. Hello, Mark. Mark, it's great to be back. Woo-hoo! And uh, it's great to have you back. I really I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I, I know there's I know Jerry Jones has his daily radio show. He can't yeah. get enough of the airways. But uh, not every owner, uh, especially as unique as the Packers situation, uh, will do this. But you do this, and I really do appreciate that. It's nice. Come in and no. face the music and uh, talk a little football and everything else going on at the street. Well, you know, I haven't been inside uh, Stadium View. It's unbelievable what they've done here. It's uh, it's like a whole new, uh, whole new restaurant and bar. It's great. Yeah. You know, I was looking at – telling Jerry those TVs around the bar that looks like Atlanta Stadium with that ringed yeah, yeah. Uh, scoreboard up yep. atop the most distracting scoreboard in the league but anyway Mark uh, for the first time in a long time uh, we welcome you with uh, without a playoff run to talk about uh, it led to a major restructuring throughout the organization you've now had okay. seven months to kind of see how everything's running how's everything running you know, I mean, time will tell, but uh, we're undefeated right now. Hey, oh, yeah, <laughs> Super no Bowl or bust. Yes, or the Browns. No, seriously, you know, I, you're, uh, obviously we had a, a great run. Um, I mean, last year was the first year since 2008 that we uh, failed to make the playoffs. And I think the consistency has served us well. But, um, you know, I, I think it was time for some changes, you know, starting, um, you know, with transitioning Ted to the senior advisory role. I'm really, I've been very pleased with uh, the work of Brian Gutenkunst. Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, the position is too big for him. I think he's made a smooth transition. I was very impressed with the way he handled the draft. And I, he's always looking for ways to improve the team. So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about the future under him. And, you know, the other big changes were, uh, you know, in the coaching staff, the new defensive coordinator and new offensive coordinator. As you mentioned, uh, I'm really excited to, to see what this offense will do with Joe Philbin back. Uh, he and Mike have a great com. They work well together. They're a great combination. And, uh, you know, as you said, I mean, we had when he was the offensive coordinator, we had a heck of a run. Yeah, you did. Uh, you know, I, that's for sure. There's one thing about Joe, and, I, and this hasn't really come out publicly, and I, I don't know if I'm all the way off base with this, but their relationship is so good, Joe Philbin and Mike McCarthy, that I think Joe is one of the very few guys – who will tell Mike, no, no, let's do something yeah. other than that. And, and, and that's a good thing. That's oh, yeah. a good thing. Well, you know, I think anybody in a supervisory or a manager role, management role, you, you have to be careful and really push people that there are certain things you need to hear. And if people only tell you what you think, what they think you want to hear, you're, you're not getting the information you need. And Mike Pettin as defensive coordinator. Now, I know these are all under the purview of 
Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He is yeah. in charge of hiring the staff. Yeah. But he went out and got a guy that was a head coach, just like Joe Philbin had been a head coach at Miami. And Pettin's defenses for his years with Rex Ryan and Buffalo and the Jets, top 10 every year. Been kind of in the weeds the last couple of years, consulting for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's a good get. Yeah, I, I think so. Like you said, I mean, his track record is really impressive. I don't think he's ever coordinated a defense that finished outside the top 10. So, I mean, for, if, we, if we're a top 10 defense this year, we're, we're like a completely different team. I like your chances, yeah. yeah. But you also wanted – you were very adamant about this when you announced the change with Ted moving down the hall into that supervisory role uh, and consultant's role and bringing on Brian. The lines of communication uh, at the very top of the organization, you are now more involved and, and at least in more discussions in the football side of things than you ever have been before. Yeah, you know, my thought process was um, really a couple things. Number one, I think we had their communication had uh, dropped off a little bit within football. There were some silos, and I thought that, that the structure that we put in place could help eliminate that and make sure we have better communication. Um, the, the other thought, quite honestly, is, you know, Brian is uh, a first-year general manager. To be able to narrow his responsibilities and just give him the very most important parts of a general manager's job, and that's you know putting together the 90-man roster and the, then the 53-man roster, um, I thought would really would, would be in his best interest. Russ Ball also got the promotion. Yep, and, and that reflects, you know, Russ is he's really been he's been a very uh, very crucial person within the organization for years and I don't think his previous title really reflected that no. was he well the other way the other thought I had is you know we went through a, pro a search process after the season and kind of coming out of that search um, I thought I thought there were really two the two most important people on the football side aside from Mike McCarthy uh, were it was most important to keep Brian and then Russ was right up there with him and Figuring out a structure where both of them would remain and have important roles was important. Was Russ more involved with football decisions, personnel decisions, over the last year or two, maybe, or was he strictly staying on the salary cap? No, side? he's he's been he's been involved, you know, since the beginning. I mean, Ted had great confidence in him and had trust in him. Um, is just his title. I mean, when if you look at his title, you would think, well, he just did the salary cap, right? But he. He really uh, had pretty broad responsibility. And one last thing, and then I'll let Z have a couple of shots at you. Uh, sure. All right, with all of the changes, though, there were departures. Elliot Wolf, Alonzo Highsmith, both depart uh, for Cleveland to join John Dorsey and Green Bay Packers, the other Great Lake organization yeah. over there. Um, tough losses. Yeah, but, I mean, we've, that's, you actually want that. I mean, yeah. that means that people view us, people across the league view us as, Developing you know, talented young uh, personnel people, and you know, I mean, we've we've lost a number in the past, and uh, you know, in, in some ways too. I think for Elliot, I, th I think it's a really a positive move. You know, I think it know. is too. Yeah. Uh, did he give you any indication it would have been untenable working with Brian? Uh, no, no. I mean, and he and Brian have a good relationship, uh, but I think for him, you know, a, a, you know, a chance to work with somebody he knows. You know, Brian is so young that yeah. you know, they're about the same age. And, you know, quite honestly, Mark, um, as long as he was with the Packers, he was Ron Wolf's son. Now Good he's point. Elliot Wolf. Good point. Good you point. Know, he's his own man. All right. Zeke? In terms of landing and deciding on a new GM, what did Brian bring 
that the other candidates maybe didn't? What are his strengths, the attributes that made you feel comfortable giving him the reins? Well, I'd say talent evaluation. Um, you know, I, you know, and, and it's, it's difficult to evaluate exactly when somebody's not the general manager not making the decision, final decisions on who we select. It's difficult to, to really evaluate how well somebody can identify talent. But um, one thing that really stood out, I asked uh, all the candidates uh, to go back and rank for the last three years uh, all of our draft picks. And uh, so, and I actually got the reports that they wrote up uh, over the last three years. So it was really, uh, really, really helpful to me to see how they looked at things. And for Brian, um, you know, his predictions were pretty much spot on for, for our players that we've drafted over the last few years. The other thing that uh, stood out about Brian, I think his work ethic, um, you know, the fact, you know, he was trained by Ron Wolf and then uh, obviously Ted Thompson. You know, he's kind of been a shining star within the organization. He's, he's uh, been promoted. And I think his uh, communication skills um, have been very impressive. And you see the way he handles himself with the media. For, for somebody fairly young, I think he's, he's really doing a nice job. With Ted Thompson, you look back at his time as GM with the Packers. How do you sum up his career as GM here in Green Bay? What do you take away with his oh. what he meant to the franchise? Oh, he, I mean, Ted was uh, uh, tremendous what he accomplished here. You know, and um, he's not a self-promoter. So you... you <laughs> right. He, That's I mean, the <laughs> um, So I don't think people realize, you know, the, what he accomplished. I think nine out of 13 years in the playoffs... Eight years in a row, Super Bowl championship. Um, you know, I mean, it, to me, you know, he'll uh, he 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 deserves to be in our Hall of Fame. I'm sure he will be. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, he's you know, Ron Wolf obviously got credit because he turned things around, but it's also hard to keep good things going. And you know, for for Ted to have the the run that he did as general manager is pretty remarkable. How involved is he still, Mark? You know, he and he and Brian have a Talk good, very good time. relationship. Yeah. Well, um, no. You know, I think Ted's respectful. Uh, you know, he's not going to look over his shoulder, but uh, you know, he's he's been very helpful to Brian. Brian's intimated several times just the kinds of advice that you'd never would expect on his day-to-day -day job. Not necessarily how to evaluate a player, but all these little nuanced well, things. You know, I mean, it's like anything else. Um, he's been very helpful. The, yeah. You know, nobody knows the issues that you're facing better than the person that sat in that position. And I've seen that throughout my career as, you know, as, as an athletic director, you know, different coaches. Um, and I, I give Brian credit that, you know, uh, he's willing to, to be open and, and take, uh, take advice from Ted. So anxious to see how this new football operations are going to be uh, working out, and we'll find out soon enough. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more with the president. Oh, they got a birthday going on next door, and this one is a whopper, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about all the things involved with that, this team so far in training camp, and lots of other odds and ends. Hey, and don't forget, coming up, the hot and cold plays of the day it's are back. back. Yeah, Robinson's got some prizes for you and a grand prize at the end of the year. We'll take care of our first hot play of the day when we come back right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Oh. Great to be back for season number 39, live from the Stadium View Packer. President Mark Murphy, our guest tonight. He's getting a sip of water, and when he does that, we're going to jump in and take our hot play of the day contest. You know how it works. You've been around this show before. Every week, hot and cold play from the game. You guessed it right. You take home a prize tonight from Robinson's, and you get qualified for a grand prize drawing at the end of the year. And I'm assuming it's a couple of ducats to that uh, last home game again, right? In the uh, club seats for the uh, Lions on December 30th, right? I believe that's I would, be I would assume so, I would yeah. assume that's, that's what it's been for every year. So let's line them up and see if we can't get one right out of the gate. Looking for the hot play from last Thursday night. I know we got to stretch your memory a little bit. Our Four first contestant ago. came with cliff notes. <laughs> She wrote she down had, every she has gain a, of more than seven yards. She has minute. about four options for the hot play. Better, so let's let's see what she goes with. Boyle's touchdown pass to Kumaro. Didn't take long. Boom. Tim Boyle, Jake Kumaro, 52 oh. yards for the touchdown. And one of the most unexpected plays. And that was our hot play of the day. What are we giving away? Yeah. Not only a bag, but also the new high-tech yeah, Robinson's. And yeah, they got a meat thermometer. They got a grill set. They got nice. a whole new cooler bag. There you awesome go. Take it away, and you're in. First one in this year. We'll do the cold play a little bit later on. Go ahead, Murph. Well, I was just going to. It was a great play, but, you know, the game had already been decided. It was kind of. I was shocked they were still taking shots, <laughs> actually. But, but it, was, it, are was, you, it was an exciting play. It was you, an exciting you, play. You're poo-pooing the importance of that play? I, yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't that you, should not you, have been the hot play. That's what Mark Murphy is telling agent. you got to be enjoying and, watching a kid like Kumaro. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, no. granted, he's been in some camps before and on yeah. practice squads before. But. No, but, you know, he's, he's getting better and better, and I give him credit. Now it's uh, be a great story. Uh, I, you know, if he makes it, you know, coming out of Whitewater, and you know, he's a talented player too. He's talented. Yeah, he's big and strong. He's got good speed, and I think what's really been impressive is uh, his understanding of the game, and because uh, you know, Aaron, it, it, you and you know this. Yeah, he's uh, he doesn't suffer fools well. So. No. Uh, you know, as younger receivers, um, they have to really earn his trust, and, and Jake has earned that. I thought it was interesting. Aaron came out last week and just kind of just ripped him when he was uh, not Kumaro, but uh, the young wide receivers, yeah. uh, you know, for their play during the scout team period. And then we was asked about it again today, seeing as how a couple of them responded last Thursday night. Said, hey, I, I didn't do that to fire him up. I, you know, I, I just... I got, we're, we're, I'm here to win. I'm paid to win games. So I'm going to say whatever I have to say uh, to get that point across. Yeah. And he's not getting any younger, right? I mean, he feels a sense of urgency, you would imagine. I mean, every year is, is another opportunity wasted if you don't get to the promised land. 34 going on 35, if I'm not mistaken, right? I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah. Which, which leads Speaking of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> which leads us into the next question. What's the latest on that contract situation? Uh, what, uh, what updates can you, you give us? I saw you took a call during the break, Murph. Was that uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. <laughs> now, at, uh, yeah, I, I'm still hopeful we can get a, get a deal done with him. He wants to be here. We want him here. You know, he wants to play till he's 40. And, uh, you know, it's just some of these things just take time. I understand that. Um, considering the business side of the league. Almost mm -hmm. all of these major extensions though, Murph, have come with one year remaining. Has it complicated matters that he's got two left on a, on a deal and you're still trying to restructure not only to keep your overall cap preserved, but to give him what he is due and that is yeah. to make him among the highest paid players in this league, which he deserves to be. Yeah, no, and there's no question. Um, 
But with with Aaron, we've always done his con- contracts with two years remaining. All right. So that's kind of been our pattern, and you know, we'd like to do that again. But it's been cordial. We're not oh, yeah, talking no. Khalil Mack or no. Roquan Smith or anything else no. like that. No, it's uh, you know, and Aaron's very professional. I mean, you you know, you watch him in practice, and uh, yeah, you wouldn't know that there was any issue, and yeah. So I, I'm confident we can work it out. But at yeah, about 22, I think he's the 10th highest quarter paid quarterback in the league right now. Danica can throw him some lunch money if he's really hurting, don't you think? She's well, done the pretty well. Is, you know, I mean, we want to, you know, pay him what he's due, but we also want to field a championship team, and he wants both of those things too. So, you know, hopefully we can come together. It's very easy to upset a salary cap apple cart oh, yeah. when you invest yeah. too much into too few players. Yeah, it restricts you and your ability to yeah. fill out a roster. Yeah, and the, the key to win in the NFL. Um, you have to hit on your draft picks, you know, especially with a new system. If you have real, if you have talented draft picks that are playing on rookie contracts, especially if you have a quarterback playing on a rookie contract, just ask Russell Wilson. Hand. Russell you know, Wilson, the Seahawks, you know, Philadelphia they, they, last year. Yeah, they were able to go out and pay pretty good money for a backup quarterback. And Seahawks get to a Super Bowl with a quarterback earning a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, kind of rare. No, kind of rare indeed. So. But the rest of the process, you still were able to go out and get a Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Get a Muhammad Wilkerson, Mercedes Lewis. Um, just your thoughts on the free agent class. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a little different for us. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I've been impressed with Jimmy Graham. Oh I think he's see a, that catch today? Yeah. He's, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's a good fit, too. I think he's excited to be here. Um, and, you know, I think Muhammad Wilkerson, I think, you know, he's – Structured the contract in a way where he's got a pretty big incentive to play well. So, uh, yeah, and, and you know, Mercedes Lewis. Uh, uh, when we have when we have good tight end play, especially somebody who can block the way he does, that can really make a difference. Yeah, for I us. think so too. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. See, a uh, hundred years. Lots going on. Yeah, you this jumped is a, the gun. It's not a hundred years till next year. Well, oh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's our hundredth season. Hundredth season. Yeah, actually, season. I wanted. To, I know, Mark, you've been covering the Packers for a long, long time. This is forty so for me. What was what was Curly Lambeau like? Stop you know, it. <laughs> I started. I started midway through the Bart Starr regime, but I'm forty out of a hundred. I feel pretty. No, that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Old about no. that, actually. No, I mean, you know, our our history and tradition. It's it's such a it's the, one of the best assets that we have as an organization and so we're really celebrating it and i don't know if you saw the you know the the first four days of training camp the packers experience right i thought that was really well received especially families with young kids oh it was just loved packed it. with kids yeah it was the same it was the same, exact same exhibits um that you would have at a Super Bowl or uh, you know or a draft. The little obstacle courses, the, the oh, throwing yeah. into the nets, the kicking over the goalposts, yeah. so all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Uh, Lambeau Field Live, we've been taking that out across the state in major events. It's been a summer fest, the state fair. That's been really popular. And then uh, the you know the weekend of the Bears game, that that opening weekend, we're calling it Celebration Weekend. It'll be kind of a combination of alumni weekend the kickoff weekend that we had last year had the steve miller band of a free concert on uh the saturday night before uh the sunday night game against the bears and uh should, it should be a fun weekend we'll have 65 of our alumni back that's amazing yeah can't wait to see the guys then the two other big things uh are uh we'll have uh it's called we call it legacy it's a documentary it'll be a documentary there'll be 
an hour to an hour and a half for each decade and really get into in depth in the history of, uh, of every, every decade of the Packers. And then Cliff Crystal is working on a book, the history of the yeah, official well, so history. Cliff's, Cliff's pushing me to the back burner. I think Cliff book. knows a little more. He, yeah. you know, he, goes, he, he has well, a few more years. Of, yeah, he now. has a few more years. But yeah. we've had a lot of conversations. We're going to get Cliff on, I think, here before the regular oh, season he's, starts. Nobody yeah, knows awesome. our history. Yeah, yeah that's for him. sure. Uh, you're right. The, the, the history of this thing is just mm-hmm. remarkable. And I, you know what I really like is the – pre-Lombardi history, which just kind of gets overshadowed. Everyone knows the glory years, but nobody knows how close this thing folded time after time after time. You know what's frustrating? It's almost like championships that weren't Super Bowls don't count for a lot of people across the league. It's Those were championships. They were. Yeah, we won nine of them and then four Super Bowls and hopefully uh, some more. No kidding. uh, Yeah, no, it's... yeah, it's it's a miracle, really, that the Packers survived. You look, if you go into our Hall of Fame and you look at the timeline of all the other teams that started in the early 1920s, and I mean, they all fell by the wayside. The Duluth Eskimos. Yeah. 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 The Pottsville Maroons. Decay to the Staley's the and Decay Stale- yeah, no yeah, to amazing. Chicago. That's awesome. Yeah, Canton, Akron, Bulldogs. You know, that's, so it's... It's a tribute to the community here that uh, people rallied together and uh, raised the money to keep the team here. Passing the hat to stock sales yeah. worked out pretty good. Now, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, that, and that spirit among our fans continues that, uh, you know, with the ownership structure we have, it's it's pretty special to see. We're the envy of a lot of uh, all teams across the league in terms of the kind of fan support we get. I bet. As Packers president, you just talked about a lot of history of the franchise. Do you feel a pressure to absorb as much of that history as possible just in case a fan quizzes you in a supermarket sometime? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> You've probably seen me on some of my trips. To, uh, yeah, I usually go to Austin, sometime festival. But, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, and, you know, that's, that's what's been great about this celebration, the 100 seasons. That, you know, I, I've, there's things I've learned that, uh, over the past year or so that, uh, I had no idea about so there, there's so much, so much history and tradition. I, I think our fans are just going to love the documentary and and the book. And it's such a rabid fan base that knows so much of the history and tradition no as well. Oh All yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Yeah. Let's bring back Gene Runzani. All right, let's do it. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, more with Mark Murphy. Hey, and our cold play of the day. We're going to get to that when we return right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels. All right, welcome back. Great way to start. Packer President Mark Murphy is our guest. We're getting rolling with all our games and fun, and got some door prizes to give away at the end of the show, so make sure you sign up for that. Michael and Paul got the box right in the middle table here at the Stadium View, so get your name in there as well. And we can also take home a prize right now. If you guess our cold play of the day, you heard our hot play the Boyle to Kumaro touchdown. Let's see if we can't find a cold play winner from last Thursday night in the win over the Titans. Roger is up. He's got his wife's cliff notes. Oh, he's prepared. This could be a family sweep. What do you got, Roger? Kaiser's failed fourth and goal. Kaiser's fourth and goal pass that went incomplete late in the first Mm -hmm. half. No. 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 You lose. We got to think. Oh, now they're going to come lining up here. All right. He's going back to the cheat sheet. Now they're just they're just passing the notes they're around. They're passing the note. They scratched off Kaiser's did, play. Did only one of you watch the game and you're yeah, just really Don't worry, I'll take notes for everyone. I got it. All right. 
All right. Let's go. One more crack. Here we go. Here we go. All right. What What's do we your got? guess? Kaiser failed fourth and. All oh, right. That's oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, that's still was a the bad same play. guess. But not the coldest play of the day. <laughs> All that's right. the problem when you write down only one note. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Let's All right, Tim, what do you got? Tim, what do we got? Brett Huntley's interception. Nah, it wasn't Brett's fault. No, that one wasn't. No, that was Byron Bell. He got blown up around the edge and hit <laughs> Hundley from behind, and a ball popped up. Linebacker caught it up. Let's think adjacency, folks. Think adjacency. Hot, cold. Rogers back. You know what the hot play was? Uh, Rollins fumbled. Pump. Nah, he got it back. If he would have lost it, that would have been a candidate. But he hustled and got it back. Uh-oh. Talked to Quinton about that play today. He said... The guy got on him like in a blink, and I said, well, that's how fast they come down on the special teams. You know, not so much on kickoffs anymore, Mr. Competition Committee. Oh, no, that's right. Huh? It's starting. What no, do you think of that? No how'd running the, start. How'd that look? You what know, you it's really hard. We, we think there'll be quite a few more returns, but it's hard to judge anything on the preseason. I, I understand. Because, you know, I think during the preseason, people want to evaluate their coverage teams and their kickoff return teams. So they'll they'll take the ball out from nine yards to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, Alex can't. But, but it is it's by having not not having a running start, uh, the coverage team's probably about five six yards behind where they normally are. So you can get out quicker. But Alex yeah. Kemp was when the referee was in town yeah. working the practices, he said this was almost a compromise to save the kickoff. How close was the league to just saying after a score we'll spot it at the 25 and the the heck with the kamikaze collisions? I'd hate to see that. No, uh, I you know I, I I think if we if if this fails, uh, that could be a, a step. Really? But I think we all would hope that the changes we made will make a difference. You know the. Obviously, the slowing down the coverage team and then eliminating double-team blocks. That's another important one, I think. It's more making the play more like a punt rather than a kickoff, so you try to eliminate the, the full-speed collision. Travis Williams will have to come out of the NFL record yeah. book with four kickoff return touchdowns in one season. See? Yeah, more factor history. Well, the uh, you know at, at different levels of uh, football, they're doing away with a kickoff. Youth, yeah. youth level, the new league that's starting will not have kickoffs. So what do you think of that new league? Good idea? Bad idea? Uh, Here we go again? Yeah. No, I, you know, the fact I mean, the XFL they, you know, they, says they're coming back, and now there's yeah. this other right. uh, well, they, the, American whatever yeah. it's called. I don't even know. There's good people involved. You know, yeah, Oliver Luck is going to be, I believe, the commissioner of the uh, the XFL. Polians involved? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're – so I think there's a, there's, there's a need for a developmental league for, for younger players. Yeah. Uh, Especially now, we have so few practices. Um, well, we've, well, in terms of um, talking to some coaches across the league about it, it would really benefit, particularly quarterbacks and offensive linemen, who just you just can't get enough practice reps, and the practice reps aren't don't really simulate what they see in the games. I agree. Good point. Uh, speaking of rules and changes, the helmet rules, tackling rules, initiating contact. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, you know, I know a, a lot of media are saying it's going to ruin football, and uh, they say I, that with a lot of rule changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't it's think it'll here. be as big as uh, have as big an impact as people think. But I, I'm very supportive of it. Uh, I think the main thing we're trying to do is to take the helmet out of the game in terms of players using it as a weapon, and uh, not only to protect the player getting hit. Uh, by the helmet, but the uh, player hitting with the helmet. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to take some time, but what you really want to eliminate is, you know, when the player lowers his helmet, 
and hits with a crown or the top of his head, he really puts himself at great risk. And uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm I'm optimistic. I think our players they've done we've done this in the past. They can adjust and, and change the way they play the game. We've seen many players: Tim Lewis, Sterling Sharp, yeah, Nick Collins. Really good players. Ryan Shazier last year. Careers end on those kinds of collisions. I thought the curious one in the game Thursday night was when the running back was called. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In between the tackles, you're told the the lowest man wins. You're going to have a lot of those. Well, yeah. I I just thought maybe they're just saying. preseason, they're probably going to call it more than they were. Just to give you the baseline saying, fellas, this is what we don't want. And I understand that. It's really meant. To be more out in space, uh, where you line up a player right. and yeah, uh, I mean the uh, you know defensive now, receiver head hunting like, things. You, yeah. Not to pick on Adrian Peterson, but uh, you know I, if you remember, he had a tactic where when he would get out, he'd line somebody up and he was like a battering ram. Yeah. He'd lower his head, and that that's something that we've act, that's actually been a rule for about four years, but it, it was never called. So that this new rule is a little more, a little broader, applies to all players. And it and you don't have to hit them in the helmet. So if you lower your lower your head and initiate contact with the helmet, that's a penalty. The obvious ones. Devontae yeah, Adams. Know, Devontae Adams film was Jenny oh, Trevathan. Those yeah. were sent to the league saying this is the exact thing. This is what this Thomas is what we Davis. Need to ta- brutal. This is what we need to take yeah, out of the game. I agree. And it has to be. Do we do you think the rule is going to be an issue for linemen? You know, I mean that's they initiate uh, contact in a bunch of different ways, those big guys. Yeah, it's um, I would probably not so much in the interior, just because it's, it's yeah. too much going on there. But an outside pass yeah, rush, yeah. Uh, I could see a defensive lineman. You know, if you're headbutting and you bring right in, you know, come in with the crown of the helmet, or on a you know a pulling guard, you know, like a Jerry Kramer. Of course, they never did it back then because they didn't have big face masks. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you pulling on a pulling out and. You know, if you if you lowered your helmet and you know led with uh, the crown of your helmet, I, I could see that being a penalty. All right, Mark Murphy, our guest tonight. Uh, obviously, a lot of stuff going on with the team, but there's also stuff going across the street. Titletown District. You mentioned the celebration; it's going to be a big part of that. You had the first night with uh, the music out there and all the events. You got another building going up. Give me quick future <laughs> of uh, well, the district. Are, are, are you? Will. Yeah, we're we're excited about Titletown. Right. I think uh, you know it's. The, the purpose, really, and it goes back to, you know, some of the some of the things we were talking about. It's kind of a miracle that the Packers are here. And, um, you know, so what we want to do is to ensure long term that the economy here can support an NFL team. And uh, and I think we've talked about this in the past, Mark, but we did a lot of research before we started developing Titletown. And some of the key research that we uncovered was that. Green Bay is at a real disadvantage in terms of the number of college graduates that we have. And um, so for us, if we can uh, keep more of our college graduates here, have more young professionals move into the area, um, that will really benefit uh, this area long term. And, you know, uh, of all the aspects of Titletown, you know, the, the four, the three anchors in the public park and plaza have been great. I think the, the new building that you, you referred to, that's our partnership with Titletown or with Microsoft, and we call it Titletown Tech. I, that really could be exciting. If we can get some, some startup businesses that are, come as a result of partnering with uh, Microsoft, that could really be a game changer for this community. 
Could be. All right. Anything else there, Z? What's the most rewarding part of your job? Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's rewarding, but it's the variety of my – the things that I get to deal with. Uh, I deal with league issues, um, working with on Title Town, obviously uh, uh, you know, uh, my role within, uh, within the organization on both the football and the business side. It's just the, the wide variety. Um, you know, I, I think my interaction with the, the fans is something that I really enjoy as well. And it, it can be, it's very rewarding, you know, when you, you work hard and you try to do things to improve the fan experience and make the team um, or help the team win championships. And when people recognize that, it's, it's very rewarding. Hardest well, part about what you do? Uh, well, you know, w- winning on a consistent basis, winning Super Bowls, <laughs> you know, we, you've had success and then. Um, you know, when you get to the point where it's Super Bowl or bust, um, you, know, you feel that pressure. What, uh, oh yeah, I think we yeah. all do. Yeah, it's but you'd, you'd it's that's a heck of a lot better than nobody caring and uh, you know some of the things that you see across the league. Um, but I, I think you have to be. You know, I think it's my role is you know to set realistic expectations and um, and each year is different um, and you know. If, you know, there were years where, geez, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but still had a really good year. And as long as you're continuing to move forward and improve, uh, you know, I still feel good about it. Although uh, it is disappointing when the, you know, when the season ends and uh, you're not uh, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. What's the expectation you set this year? Oh, absolutely. I think Lombardi it's, Trophy, I yeah, would yeah, imagine. Yeah. No, it's uh, – and, you know, it's not just because Aaron's 34, but, uh, you know, I, I think – I think we – I'd be very disappointed if we didn't have a really good year this year and get back into the playoffs. Once you get in the playoffs, um, anything can happen, as we saw in 2010. You know, we went in as a, as a wild card and, uh, you know, played our very best football yeah. and won the championship. We also won in as a one seed at 15-1. And, one, and yeah, you, you got to be right. No. you got to stay healthy yeah. and uh, knock on wood. Yeah. Murph, fantastic job as always. Mark, we can't tell you again how much we appreciate you coming on. And if you like interacting with fans, you got great fans. You spent an hour with here tonight. And I thank you as well. No, I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Mark. All right, thank ladies and gentlemen, Mark Murphy, our special guest here on Leadoff Night. When we come back, we'll send somebody in the building to the Packers and Steelers Thursday night. Don't go away. Fifth quarter wraps up right after this. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, great start. Thanks for coming out tonight to the brand new Stadium View. What an awesome place, and we'll do it every Monday night and every week. We got some fun stuff to give away. Coldplay, by the way, was the kickoff return right after the Kumaro touchdown. That was pathetic coverage on that one. So we'll just give that away as a door prize when we're off the air. But on the air, we got to give away our tickets to the Packers Steelers. Thanks to our friends from Robinson's. Who's going to the ballgame? Don Smets. Don's got the first pair of ducats. And we will be back next Monday night after the Packers take on the Steelers and our special guest next week. First time on the hot seat, new GM Brian Gutekunst. Goody. Do not want to miss Goody next Monday night. From Matt Z, I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks for coming out, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. So long, everybody.